What does it mean to go with the flow? Many a free spirit has adopted this mantra in open affirmation of life's inherent rightness. To let go and flow with the river of our lives can free us from the weight of thoughts and expectations that distract us from the present moment and weigh us down. But as many who go with the flow know, giving in to the river entirely can sometimes take you over a waterfall. Is there a way to go with the flow that doesn't involve passively bobbing along like a cork? What if the best way to go with the flow is to have a sturdy vehicle to carry you further than you ever thought possible? In this episode of the Uncomplication Podcast, I'm joined by Tori Reynolds and Ben Ribbit, a duo of traveling yogis who have created a vehicle that is simply spectacular. An experience of yoga that's as unique as the towns and people they visit. Unlike a traditional yoga class, Ben and Tori's traveling yoga project Go With The Flow is a living, breathing, laughing river of unrehearsed, unscripted, unexpected vinyasa set to a continuously evolving live music performance. But perhaps the pair's most exciting creation is actually spectacularly simple, a business that serves as a sturdy vehicle to carry them further than they ever thought possible, spreading their discovery to people all over the world. I'll tell you guys, I've been doing yoga for over a decade and I've wow. never taken a class like that. That kind of blew my mind in just how different your approach is. But for someone who's just listening, how would you describe what Go With The Flow is? How much time do we have? It's an honor. <laughs> Good evening! Good evening! Welcome. Um, who have we, before we get started, who have we practiced with before? Who already knows who we are in our whole spiel? Who does not know who we are and is like, why is this not my normal teacher? <laughs> um, well, welcome both groups of people. My name is Ben and this is Tori. And we are from Dayton, Ohio originally, but we haven't spent very much time there in the last couple of years because we've been traveling for this project that we started called Go With The Flow. In the name came to me in the middle of the night in the spur of the moment idea because we had just got done teaching this class together like three years ago and I had asked if I could play a bunch of her classes, Tori's classes, because I was going through my teacher training and just everything about yoga was blowing my mind and I felt like I could just provide so much to her practice because I was so knowledgeable about yoga and all this stuff. <laughs> so we did a couple classes and I was like, what are we going to do for this part of class or this part of class, this part of class? And she could never give me a straight answer and I quickly realized that it wasn't because she didn't like me or was withholding information, it was because she didn't know. She wasn't faking it or just flying by the seat of her pants, she was paying attention to what was in front of her and therefore every class was different and it never went the way that she anticipated it because as you guys all know doing yoga can really vary whether you're doing it in the morning or in the evening or on a weekend or after a long workout or after four days of not doing anything or with people you know or people you don't know. Yoga changes and therefore how can we set a particular sequence or how can we set a particular song or tempo to that and prepare because it never seemed to go the way that we thought we'd, it was going to. So we started working on this class where the premise was is that we weren't going to prepare. We are going to prepare to not prepare. And we found out that when we did that, we became very present with each other. I was hanging on her every word. She was hanging on my every note. We were just in tune. And the classes that we were having, every one 
just seemed like it was exactly what it needed to be. And so we realized that that's what we were on to, was less about what particular tempo I chose or song I played or sequence she chose, but more about how much we were able to, for this project, tap into the people that we were in front of. And so since we've been traveling, we've realized that that's kind of what yoga is about because we've experienced a lot of different styles and types of yoga in a lot of different cities with people that don't know us and have completely different mindsets about yoga. But the classes are always exactly what they need to be because we're paying attention and hopefully you guys are going to pay attention with us right now because once you're there, once you can see that flow, once you can see what's in front of you, whether it's good or bad or uncomfortable or monotonous or boring or... Whatever it is, you can see it, and then you're maybe a little bit closer to being able to go with it, truly go with that flow. Big breath in. Open mouth, side out. Do that again, we get a little vocal. Breathe in. Bigger sigh. Okay, one more. Get even louder. Inhale. Sigh it out. A lot of times a teacher is going up and telling their students, be aware, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. But sometimes the disconnect is less with the students paying attention and more with the teacher paying attention to the body types and the physical um, abilities and the emotional state of the group, as well as the time of day, yeah. the time of week, the time of year, the yeah. geographic location. Those are all such big factors. Mm-hmm. So it's less about what she's teaching and more about what she's observing and then teaching based on that observation. And so I try to pay attention to her, but even more than that, she's paying attention to the room. Just start to move. Start to find a little bit of flow of movement with the breath. Start to connect them. Breathe in together. Breathe out. Inhale. Exhale. Come forward to high plank. Breathe in. I was in the middle of my 500 hour, which was all very breath focus it was like cue the breath you know cue the pose see what happens minimal relevant wording cut down on all of like trim the fat basically of everything why are you talking so much in class um to give people space to just have whatever experience they were going to have without you as teacher telling them what they were going to have like theming the classes and doing all this stuff like setting your intention around this it's like just give people the space to practice their yoga and see what comes up which I don't think I I can honestly say I don't think that there's enough of that right now in yoga communities there's not enough space and that's I think what we're trying to do we're just trying to get people to breathe and connect with themselves and then with the community and then to go out and spread that love and joy that they find I think that the the project got started very much because we felt that we both understood value in yoga when we saw it. We didn't know where the project was going to take us, but we knew when it was hot. We knew when, when we hit something, when we struck a chord or struck a nerve with people that 
it was as profound, if not more profound, than the best musical experience I could have ever had with an audience, or the best teaching experience that she could have had with it. When we when we combined forces, we were able to like kind of shake the room, and it it shook us as much as it shook the people that we were presenting it to. And when we were getting butterflies about the classes, we we had more thorough discussions about what, how we could work together on a more regular basis, not to conquer the world, but to continue to learn from each other and to learn from the project. Yeah. Big breath in. It's just interesting to see the variations between the studios, but uh, as to what Ben was talking about with um, just kind of teaching to every class, it's I think there's a huge, there can be an advantage, but there's a huge disadvantage to planning your classes because you never know who's going to walk in the door. And then do you get stressed out because you have this plan and it's not going to work or you try to do it and it just isn't working out, you know, and you're 25 minutes into class. And um, I always remind myself this. I have all the knowledge that I need to teach a class. I know all the poses. I I've got it, you know, like it's in it's in my lockbox in my brain. So I can pull that out whenever I need to, but uh, I'm not really gonna know what to teach anyone until they start moving. Inhale, shift forward. Lower to your belly. Cobra, lift up. As people, we all live in a in a complicated world and you know, we all have jobs, we all have these responsibilities and things. And for whatever reason, I mean, yoga just happens to be one of many things that allows people time to just breathe and be in a room where they don't have to worry about anything else. And it seems like you guys have found a way to take that experience and almost take it another step further. Yeah, I think that what, what, one of the things that we're doing is we are intentionally trying to get lost in, in it. And in, in getting lost means being there with people. And the more there you are, the more that the answer will just kind of reveal itself. Right, and if you if you read books about uh, you know Zen Buddhism, or if you hear thing uh, you know topics of discussion about flow with professional athletes or you know painters or musicians, is that what flow is is about eliminating everything else so that you can be so undistracted by the rest of the world that you can do whatever it is that you're doing with just no barrier. And then once that happens, it's as if you're a superhuman at what it is. Stretch a little bit further back, breathe in. Prayer trying to keep that length. I try to explain to people that the music isn't just a form of entertainment. It, you know, Ben's at the back of the class for a reason, so that he can be kind of as out of the spotlight as possible and provide something that's more of a tool for everyone to connect even more. And I think one of the biggest compliments that we can get is, I forgot that Ben was even in the room playing. Like I was just so in it and so immersed mm. that everything else almost just disappeared. And I think that that's flow. And that's something, it's not yoga. Yoga is a tool to help you tap into that flow, whether it's on a regular basis or whenever you meditate or every minute of every day. But when we achieve it, it's when we're lost in it. The go with the flow makes a lot of sense in a yoga class when you're going through flows, but how do you guys 
go with the flow outside of the studio. What does that mean to you? <laughs> you know, what's crazy is it's awareness. It's yeah. it's it's realizing that when when life throws you an obstacle, that that obstacle is definitely not in a vacuum. That that obstacle is always laden with opportunity, with with mistakes that you've made before, with mistakes that you have the opportunity to make again, and that whenever we're confronted with something that seems like it's really tough or something that is going to challenge us, the answer's right there. And our capability to handle whatever that answer is, whatever that next move is, is always not only there, it's the easy thing to do. But it's always based on how present you are to what's going on. And I think that's why we kind of preach that in classes. The breath is the only thing that brings you to the present moment, because that's happening right there. Crazy thoughts that you have going on, or how worried you are, and so anytime we run into any dilemma, I mean, we've had plenty of dilemmas, especially on the road, things that just go wrong. Yeah. You have to like snap yourself into it. Do you feel like you were going with the flow, and then that became this project, or did the project teach you to go with the flow? Oh, that's a chicken and the egg situation yeah. because we're, like I decided to do this one class where the, we weren't going to change the song up which originally as a performer, I would have thought would be very annoying to listen to the same song for an hour and a half. In what scenario would you just want to hear the same artist just rant or drone on with the same chord progression for 90 minutes? But we decided to do this one, and as soon as I started the loop and realized that I wasn't going to change it, all this freedom opened up for me to not have to worry about when I was going to change the song, how I was going to do this. And as soon as that happened, it was like I eliminated those parameters and I was very present, and then I was giving the, the class what it needed. And so, having been a musician since I was in you know, eighth grade and trying to perform and trying to make it as a, as a musician, I was hearing myself do this in real life, and I was going, what was, it? What, what was that? And it was that I was there, I was present. And so we called it, we, I called that one track, Go With The Flow, and then the, since that time, it's been like, the project is making us go with the flow, and we are going with the flow because the project is that. And every time it always seems to kind of slap ourselves in the face with yeah. this with this name also being the thing that we're like, oh wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we getting so pissed off about this? That's why we always say that, that going with the flow is always the result of presence because that's one of those things that's, you're either present or you're not present. You're either faking it or you're there. To go with the flow kind of requires a letting go of the, the reins. Have you experienced that as well with your expectations yeah. of being a yoga instructor? Yeah, a lot because um, when the project starts to become really successful or something big, like some big shift happens, then we automatically move towards that shift and start basing different plans and you know ideas and big goals and dreams around that one thing that could go this direction, and then that one thing doesn't work out. And you're like, okay, I have to backtrack and see where I was before this, and then try to go a different way and not be super disappointed. Like I said, it's really, really humbling 
to work in this business because not everyone wants what you have to offer, especially in yoga because there are so many different routes you can go in your yoga practice. So trying to convince someone that what you're doing is worthwhile is a very interesting process. And you were talking about the, you're asking about how being goal-oriented, how being business-oriented uh, in some ways kind of contradicts John with the flow. Well, we realized that it's less about choosing whether you're going to plan or not plan, and more about shifting your perception of what planning is and what goals really are. Because what we found is that when we first got started, we tried to embody going with the flow by just being open to whatever was happening. Maybe too much. <laughs> to the extent that it was hurting us, it, to the extent that we were ultimately Putting, making it more difficult for the studios to, to host us, more difficult for the people that we were, we were staying with to house us, more difficult for the friends and family that we had to support us, to support us because we were giving them very little notice. And so it, it seemed at first like it didn't make sense to look six months out because we're just trying to go with the flow, dude. But what we realized is that when we thought very casually, and very maturely, and very calmly, like a good yogi, about what six months out meant. Not only did that allow you plenty of time to prepare for whatever XYZ goal you have for six months out, but it gave you a lot of time from now until then to go with the flow in order to create that or to adjust it or to alter it or to expand upon it, upon it or whatnot. And then what happens once you're looking six months out in a very casual manner? You're more able to meet people in Fort Collins and have a conversation because we're not worried about getting that poster to that studio for Friday's class. Yeah, that was done five. That was done. Yeah, we would have not. We would have probably shook hands and said, "We can't. We have to go back because we have. She's got booking to do. I got design to do." And nobody won in that scenario. So now we are able to look with a little bit more foresight on something, and what that allots us is the ability to be present. And that's a beautiful combination because then six months from now, we're not going, what? What were we thinking? And so what's been beautiful is we've slowly learned that planning far out doesn't make you a square, which is a common misperception amongst a lot of free-flowing yogis in this industry that if you're goal-oriented and you're shooting for the stars, then you're missing out on what's happening in front of you. And we don't think that's necessarily the case. We think that with yoga, there's a balance. It makes me, it kind of makes me think of like any big time successful like business person. I mean, how did they get to that point? It's probably because they were present enough to see what opportunities were there in front of them and how they could, you know, take those opportunities and build something from it or create something that people would really connect with. And it, to me, it just feels all very much like the same thing. Like you just have to be present, see what's there, and then decide if you're going to take it and try to shape it into something that's unique and, you know, true to you, and then deliver it to people. No matter what it is, it's like the iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) We're listening to the Steve Jobs. There was this book about Steve Jobs called Becoming Steve Jobs, and it's less this grandiose boasting about who he is and more about the kind of the hardships he faced early on. 
what he learned was just that like he doesn't know everything. Spirituality and stuff like that too, it's just really interesting. Yeah, because it's less about how amazing he is and more about how the fact that he's just like everybody else and he had to go through, he had to learn from his mistakes and he had to think far in advance and then be okay if those plans didn't go the way that he wanted to because of a myriad of things were, that were out of his control and it's less about how well things go for you and more about how you handle those things when you know when that flow is different than you're expecting how well are you able to handle them and my uncle always compares to going with the flow his our analogies for yoga and stuff always correlate to he's a he's a canoe enthusiast and so he's all got just analogies for days when it comes to this kind of stuff and he's saying you don't go down the river not thinking that there's going to be twists and turns, but you don't go down the river worried about four turns from now. So striking that balance is what allows you to enjoy the river, right? And that's what this is about. It's less about what goals we're accomplishing. It's more about how we can try to find enjoyment in every pro and every minute of what we're doing and that's no different than you or anybody else that was in this class or anybody that's working any job is just that it's less about what obstacles are ahead of you and more about how you're capable of being with them because they're not going to go away if you want if you want to achieve anything that to you is notable that usually entails a lot of hardship and a lot of hiccups and a lot of push back from your friends and your family and society and the economy yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So that that premise of like how do you achieve and how and at the same time just be super sent out and just happy all the time. It's presence. It's presence to know that you are not in a vacuum. And it's okay to not be super sent out. Yeah. <laughs> so our goal would be to continue to to maintain a level of sustainable traveling because the traveling is not only a way for her to get our name out there and make a little bit of coin but it's an opportunity for us to get out and meet people you know meet people like you and to and to yeah. see the world and 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 to do it in this realm is just such a blessing and so i would say it's less about what we're striving for and more about what we're trying to hone in because yeah. if we hone in then we are we are getting better at what we do without yeah. having to put other people out. Like classes tonight, like we just tonight. want to do classes like tonight yeah. all the time. If I may uh, offer the analogy that you guys are on this river and where you're putting your attention is really building a better canoe. Yeah. When you talk about oh, you know yeah. you know better booking and just kind of streamlining the process. Yeah. It's a more stable vehicle that'll take you who knows where. Yes. And it's not about yes. getting to the fame wow. or getting to success, yeah. but you guys are just refining the process so that now you have a vehicle to travel and see what you. It just needs to be sustainable. We're ready for. Yeah. Now we're ready for whatever the river has in front of us and I think that that's one of the things that we take the most pride in because we've done classes for 1,500 people. We've done, we did a class, we did an event in Cincinnati for 2,600 people and I am less proud of that than I am with how quickly we can pack our car. Like while I was talking to you, how I packed up my gear and you saw, like I packed up that stuff with all of the yoga patients that I want other people to see me when I'm 75 going, damn, he 
he doesn't waste any energy doing anything. Other, and that's what a good canoe, that's what a good, that's what a Zen master does is that they're not doing anything spectacular, they're just doing simple things spectacularly. And so um, I'm, I'm excited for what this, what this year and what the next couple of years yeah. offers to us because we're just now getting into a rhythm. We're feeling like we're sharp, we've sharpened our tool enough that we can be really effective. Not really powerful, but really effective. And then any energy we exert goes a long way. Yeah. Right? And that's what yoga you learn in yoga is, is about how to hone that that energy, that the breath energy and your physical body energy and your mental energy to be able to accomplish stuff that before you did yoga, you didn't even realize you were capable of doing this or doing that or to calming yourself down. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. And to me, that's one of the, one of the reasons that we feel no fear going around and just spewing this on people, right? Just, just making them feel it, making them just realize, making them realize that they have it, that in them, that it is already there. And that breath is one of those things that people forget that they have and that it can be tremendously beneficial to their practice and to their stress level and to their relationships and all that. And so when I put that breath track on and I see people's chests just heaving in unison, I get tingly, I get warm and fuzzy. I said that earlier. You did, you told everyone that before class. I was like, oh good, now everyone thinks I'm tingly. <laughs> Are you in? Let it out, really. Two more breaths, inhale. Exhale. Last one, lift your heart. Lower I think that um, as we continue to travel, we're, we're constantly reminded that the journey is it. The journey is what we're striving for. Like what we're doing right now is technically what we had been striving for all along. So it's less about achieving something and more about going with the flow. Thank you all so much for listening. It's a very exciting thing to discover people who are out there creating and sharing experiences that bring us closer to the flow of our lives. You can learn more about this incredible couples project at gowtheflow.com. And as always, be sure to visit uncomplication.com for more articles, artwork, and podcasts that remind you that uncomplication is yours. Cheers.